welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask, and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Makane. I'm Kay Muse. I'm CL Kita. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters, and every Patreon gets an invitation to our exclusive Dramas with a Side of Kimchi Discord server. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. The link is in our show notes. Okay, so uh, we have a topic. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. I am not in trouble. It, we have so much to discuss. This is going to be a very fun podcast. So a couple of days ago, I noticed that the second Pirates movie came out on Netflix. So I was like, hey, why don't we watch that movie and review it? And then we were like, we'll review both pirate movies since I personally adore the first one. It's so much fun. It's a show I watch over and over again. And I was really hoping that the second one would be the same kind of situation. Spoiler alert, it wasn't. (laughs) So (laughs) if you are someone who watched that movie and loved it to bits, this might not be the podcast for you because we might roast it excessively. (laughs) And just warning, there's probably not going to be any spoiler free stuff. So if you have not watched the movies and care about spoilers, go check them out, then come back and listen. Uh, Usually we do a spoiler free section, but I think with these movies, there's just too much to talk about and we need to jump right in. So with that said, let's get on with talking about Pirates 1. Oh, I don't even know what the two names are. I just call them Pirates 1 and 2, but they have real names. Um, Anyone? Okay, I I got you. I got you. I got you. (laughs) Um, The first one is The Pirates. Okay. Oh. So it's The Pirates. Yeah. And then The Pirates, The Last last Royal Royal Treasure. treasure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. No, no, I'm on this. I got this. I got this. Um, So let's talk about the casting in the first first pirates movie because i need to talk about the fact that kim nam gill of course plays the main role of the bandit and if you're looking for someone to be a tongue-in-cheek character you immediately go to kim nam gill he can flip from serious to sassy so fast but our our pirate um captain that we are all always interested in because if we've got a bandit, we've got to have a pirate captain. And of course she's female and it's Sonia Jen. And she swashbuckles like nobody I know. We have, um, let me look here to see. Oh, Sully, you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm, we'll just take a minute. So we have Sully. We have so many... Uh, people we have Lee Kyung Young who is one of the pirates we have oh Kim Won Hae you know everybody's favorite comedian <laughs> um Lee Yi Kyung who is um such a cutie and the national power people um on Nae Sang he typically plays like the bad guy in a lot of movies or he's somebody's dad mm-hmm. um but we have a lot of character, a lot of people here that you would recognize, and a lot of people that, of course, we wouldn't recognize. But the casting 
it's strong the the chemistry between Kim Nam Gil and Sonia Jin is just phenomenal. They play off of each other so well. And so it's really hard to top that. I totally agree. Like the casting, uh, like I am a huge Kim Nam Gil fangirl. He's in my top five actors of all time that if he's in something, I will give it a try. Um, I love him in historicals because he just fits that aura of something from the past so well. And I never knew that I wanted him to be a pirate until, well, I guess he's a bandit, but he plays bandit finding himself in the ocean pirate so well. And he's still a total badass, even though he's out of his element. And I love him so much. Love, 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 <laughs> love. And the guy, bad guys were so good in this one. It was, it was fun all around. Everyone had good nemesis. There was good banter. I could not have asked for more. Oh, I agree. flowed well. Sorry. It, oh, no, they did. They totally did. They, they had gelled as a crew, you could tell. And I have to admit, because I, I watched it twice. I watched it once, what, like five years ago? And then I watched I it. I made you. <laughs> yes, you made me. And I was so clueless. And we'll probably talk about it later. And I was just so lost. And I had no idea who Kim Nam Gil was. But this second time around, I had much more appreciation. And I was a little surprised because Park Hae-soo is in the first scene. He, he's one of the first victims of the bad guy. I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, prison playbook guy. I know everybody else knows him for other roles, but that was mine. And he was such a big name. And like, I couldn't remember throughout the movie. Does he come back? Does he not come back? <laughs> but no, he, he didn't survive that first scene. He was dead. <laughs> he was so dead, but he, he was a worthy dead. He played his role for the whole two minutes required and did such a good job. Yeah. But I also, I really did love Sonia. I can never say her name right. Sonia Jin? Yeah. I think so. Yes. She did a good job. She had the seriousness, like... It was reasonable that she was a pirate captain. She won her spot. She had the respect of the crew. And it was just, I believed it. I bought it. And I think it's kind of cool that we have two movies, that two pirate movies that have female captains who are respected as captains. That's not the norm. Because I was a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan when that series was going on. And that was, you know, you didn't see female captains very often. And the, and the women were kind of marginalized because that's just how western entertainment goes and so to see a female captain the way that she was that was that was really cool and that was a powerful bit of storytelling all by itself yeah i agree and while there was a really solid plot there was also a ton of fun cheesiness in the first <laughs> movie and i think that's what gets people sometimes if they're not used to these actors and just that Things can go super cheesy, but still be good. And this is a prime example of that where they had a lot of quirkiness in it, but it was just so much fun and it was hilarious. It was kind of like Robin Hood men in tights, but without <laughs> trying to be such an extreme, you know, parody. It was lots of fun. I love this movie. I love the cheesiness. I love quirky Kim Nam Gil when he's being so awkward. <laughs> so I just love it to bits. 
Well, and I think part of the reason the cheesiness worked and it was hilarious is because Kim Nang-gil has got that baseless confidence down pat because he would be doing stuff, you know, like when they were denying because they had that one pirate turned bandit in their crew. Yeah. And he was telling them the stories of, oh, yeah, a shark, you know, a whale. And they're like, you mean a fish? And <laughs> so they were basing their entire experience on their own experience with fish and not believing this pirate who actually knows things. And so they would just charge forth and do things and get things done. And it was hilarious because they had the confidence and just nothing to back it up. Or even when they're like having battles and whatnot, where the um, there's this one hilarious scene where they're stealing a bunch of, what do you call it? The the oh, dynamite the, and everything and the mm. molotov cocktail yes i love that scene where it's totally cheesy because there's no way you could like zoom down an aeroduct like a water slide you know <laughs> but they're like zooming and firing and everyone's like going crazy and there's a water wheel running amok in town and <laughs> and you know but it's just so funny watching all of it done and in the end like they get confronted because they end up right outside the garrison and, you know, they just look at the, the, um, military people like, boy, what's, what's going on? Not us, you know, and then, <laughs> well, he, saves, and then he dramatically saves the girl from being in, like arrowed down. It's like, it's just so cool. It's that perfect mix of adventure cheese. So it's like not too serious, but it's just fun. It's duality. Yes. They, they caught the duality of the seriousness and the cheesiness and they, they made it work really well. It really supported the story. Which is really hard. You uh -huh. rarely see a show that makes it work. So yes. I'm going to tell you why it works. It works because you have two veteran actors. Kim Nam Gil and Sonia Jin are both able to do comedic timing. And mm -hmm. that's what makes the cheesiness tolerable because it's not slapstick. It's not, it's over the top, but it's funny. You can't help but laugh. Mm -hmm. And it's because they're, they're into the role so much that it doesn't feel forced. Yes. It's yeah. the difference between sitcom humor and character-based humor. This is character-based humor because you get to know them. And then the situation is funny be because you know them as opposed to forcing them into a funny situation. You've had that in your back pocket for a while, haven't you, Carrie? I, I always have that in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's, it's the difference. And it's also, um, as we move on to our, our next one here in a few minutes, we'll see the difference that this makes and how the film is directed and how the actors are allowed to explore the characters. I feel like that's a really big thing. And in the first movie, I've watched it twice. I can't remember half of it because we're talking about the new one right now. And my brain is, I need, I need my brain to go back and we'll get to that later too. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate the cheesiness because we're watching a fantasy mm -hmm. and serious fantasy is not as much fun as cheesy fantasy when you're talking about pirates and giant whales so 
And this is actually going to be a hard question for me because I can't remember. But what was our favorite scene in the first movie? Um, <laughs> actually, okay, so I'm going to go with the ending. So sorry, huge spoilers. But so we've got our bandit and our pirate captain. They're on the same ship and they've been dancing around being romantic, but not really. And they're sailing off into the sunset. They finally achieved some sort of a balance and peace and stuff. And Kim Nangil is wearing this outrageous fur capelet that's making his shoulders look like a football player's shoulders. They're just huge. And he's standing next to Sonia Jin. And he puts his arm around her. And she doesn't lean into him. She's not comfortable. She just kind of looks at his hand like, what is that doing there? But she does not hit him. So, you know, it's progress. That's your favorite? That is my favorite just because it was, it continued, you know, it could have been an easy thing. And again, we'll talk about this in the second movie for them to lean into the romance and have them all lovey-dovey instead. She still doesn't quite trust him. And that was more true to the characters. That little uh, jacket thing that he had was just fabulous. Oh, it was. So my favorite scene is kind of probably the most obvious scene. It's when the whale eats the seal and everyone knows and well not everybody knows so the imperial seal is the government for a second i i popped i'm like the seal there was a seal (laughs) i thought you were in a seal as an animal i was so confused so so the imperial seal seal i don't know maybe i'm saying it wrong maybe my no you're saying it right we were just okay, you the are. animal. my brain so, was just fried <laughs> so um you know the imperial seal is the government and whoever has that seal can rule and it's in the belly of a whale and i just i i love that because it takes us back to like the whole jonah mm-hmm. in the and um you know one of the things that i love is history is so similar for so many of us and we run into similar storylines in our whenever we're discussing historical context for different cultures and um but it just made me think of the whole jonah and the whale and we've got a seal in the belly of the whale and how are they going to get that out and they're chasing this whale they're chasing (laughs) this whale it's like now they have to follow this whale wherever it goes and that's just hilarious to me because it's like what what do you do (laughs) (laughs) right oh that makes me think of my second favorite scene do you want me to wait Kamey we'll we'll do two so okay my first favorite scene I loved when the bandits finally realized what a whale is (laughs) It was so hilarious how they just seriously thought it was like shark size and they were in awe of the size of the shark. But then a real whale comes and their expressions of like horror and disbelievement is just epic. So on point, so funny. And it really does make you think like if you didn't know how big a whale was, and suddenly you see this giant monster coming out from the sea. It'd be like just overwhelmingly crazy if you've never even been on the ocean. 
Like it's mm-hmm. unfathomable, you know? And so I just love that scene where the reality of what a whale is like clicked finally. Yeah. It'd be like seeing an elephant for the first time, only way different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that relates to my other favorite scene. It's when they're, so they're on this tiny boat. They're like, yeah, we're going to capture a whale. And they're on this little fishing boat with one mast and they get the shark thinking it's a whale and they harpoon it. And so then the shark turns into their engine and all of a sudden it's not a fishing boat. It's a motorboat. They're flying. I just, I liked that. It's the comedic moments. Cause again, it's not slapsticky, but it's hilarious because they're trying, you know, they're trying, they think they know what they're doing and they are so out of their depth, even just with the shark. Yeah. Well, and my second favorite scene, there's so many, there's like so many great scenes, but another one that really came to mind was just how they, these bandits just fell into the weirdest positions. Like there was this one scene where the two pirate ships, they're about to like blast each other out of the ocean. And there's like (laughs) all this tension and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden right in the middle, because the pirates or the bandits don't know how to run a ship so they've just been letting it float and it floats right into the middle of these two ships <laughs> and they're all laying on the deck they don't even they aren't even paying attention because they're looking at the clouds yeah yeah and just like the visuals of how out of depth these characters are on the ocean and it's so funny and then there's there's this big awesome battle scene that was a lot of fun but yeah, just those it's moments like that where the bandits are confronted with how little they know on the ocean <laughs> that just really push the story along. Mm-hmm. I am struggling with my second favorite scene because you just took it when you talked about the little boat going in and just floating along. Uh, I will <laughs> still uh, your second favorite if you need one. <laughs> so, um because I just that's that's what's just this whole they're not pirates they're bandits Mm -hmm. and they have no clue and they're all just looking at each other so that's mine so if you need to throw out another one go for it my last one is with Kim Nam Gil when he takes a more serious turn where they are on this dock with all the military boats all in a row And so they're going to set them all on fire and Mm. things kind of go awry. So they're almost going to get caught. They set them all on fire. And then he meets his nemesis from his military days at the end. And Mm -hmm. he has to decide whether he's going to fight him or go back on the ship. And just like that, the whole visuals of that scene was awesome. So I had to give kudos to that too. Oh yeah. With the flames in the background and it was a night setting. It was, yes, that was a visually stunning um, sequence. So the big question is actually not a very big question because it's pretty obvious. This has been around for a few years. And if you haven't heard us talk about it before, then you haven't listened much. So (laughs) would we recommend? Absolutely. It is fun. It is also a really good gateway movie, in my opinion. Um, if you have somebody that really likes Pirates of the Caribbean, Cutthroat Island, Treasure Island, anything like that, um, 
there's a lot of similarities and the humor is similar to um pirates of the caribbean because you know johnny depp had that whole slapstick thing mm-hmm. kind of go mm-hmm. on a little bit um so i highly recommend I completely agree. I actually recommend this to anyone who ever asked for movie recommendations because I enjoy it so much. You can find it on Viki currently. You can also buy it on quite a few uh, places. I bought my copy at Walmart back in the day when it first came out. Uh, But I also believe it's available multiple places in Amazon. You know, it is a movie that you can buy a copy of in the U.S. So just not in the middle of the country <laughs> because Online, when you can do it because years yeah. ago when Amber was like, Oh yeah, I picked one up at Walmart. I went to my Walmart <laughs> and my Walmart was like, you're a redneck. We don't got none. Yeah. Living in an actual city does make getting foreign content a lot easier. I will admit that. So, but walmart.com. There are options because it was available there as well. So too true. Okay. So yes, I would recommend, but I would actually have to take, I I would go opposite of CL Kita. There was a lot of historical background that made it much easier to watch the second time around because I, when I watched it, I was so brand spanking new to the K-drama world and I did not understand the significance of an Imperial seal. I was like, why don't they just make another one? And I didn't know the significance of Goreo versus Josin and the um, emperor of China and trying to follow why these guys who used to be in the military were now bandits and turned pirates. Like it was a lot to track. And this time around, I did much better. So I would say maybe with somebody who has a few dramas under their belt, that would be a good recommendation. That's that's my opinion. So let's talk about the pirate movie number two the pirates the last royal treasure do we have we- to <laughs> we, <do. laughs> we said we would so we must and this okay. is a movie where i was definitely confused like i started it and i'm all like looking on like online i'm like are these supposed to be the same characters just different actors mm-hmm but they're not, (laughs) which makes it even more confusing because yeah, so many great actors are in this movie and I do not know how they managed to, I'm not even saying it's a poor performance. It's just the script writing was a hot mess and then some, and so it didn't matter how good they performed their character this is going to be a total dumpster fire. (laughs) And it was. (laughs) Well, and I think one of the flaws too, is even though they're different characters, they they're coming from the same place. Cause like Kong Hanul ex-military turned bandit. And then we've got my girl Han Hyoju, you know, she's a female pirate captain, like nothing got shifted. They're still after a treasure that's vital to like their recent history with the changeover from Goreo to Josin. And just like, it's, it's the same. It's a rinse and repeat. But not even a well done rinse and repeat. If they had had, like, I would have been totally okay if they had just recast the characters. It's like, okay, you couldn't get Kim Nam Gil and Sonny Jin. New characters, fine. You know, new actors, fine. Just continue with the story. But they just dumped us in with the same mediocre background plot, but not even developed at all. 
you know, we're just supposed to like assume that it's the same kind of thing or, you know, it's just a hot mess. It is completely forgettable is what it is. Well, and we did even change in directors too. But that shouldn't change what the story is though, because we got no background story. We got no, we, we don't care what these characters are doing because they mean absolutely nothing to us. We don't even know that he was in the military until like halfway through. Yeah. That caught me by surprise. Uh, I assume just because they were like copycatting so much of the first one that I was all like, oh yeah, let me guess. He's going to be from the military and left and, but he's supposedly the greatest swordsman and he kept getting his butt kicked. So I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not even impressed whatsoever. And his hair. Oh my oh, word. The hair. What did they fry to make that wig? <laughs> How many bad wigs did was there like a bad wig store and they bought it out? <laughs> yes. The only that... one with good hair was the girl. Like well, the yeah. girls had decent hair. But again, they did the visuals exactly like the first visual of the first female captain. And mm-hmm. so I seriously had to go and say, like. Is this supposed to be someone different? Because it's the exact copy and repeat of the first one, but without the awesome, badass backstory. This one's yeah. just kind of like, she's there. Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't even get any action. Like the action sequences were subpar. Oh, and I'm dying. She mentions for a brief moment that when she was younger, she was there where the dragons were. I mean, come on. Like, there's no backstory. There's no, uh, all of these amazing actors who could have like totally killed this. And it just was a regurgitation and it stunk. Mm-hmm. Lee Kwang Su was the only one that had a background because his <gasps> background was driving the plot. And I'm like, why did he get the background? Well, and what's cracked me up is it pretty much he was being like the same character he plays on Running Man, where he's like the mm-hmm. betrayer. He keeps betraying everybody. And like, in just like a cheesy, quirky way, he's like totally the betrayer of the whole show. And he really had the most plot character development of any character in the show, which was was the wrong ridiculous. Yeah, it was the wrong character to give the development to. And Kong Kong Newell, bless his heart, he could not handle the duality that the script was trying to hand him. The the cheesiness and the seriousness, seriousness, he, he could not pull it off. He couldn't. And no. I love him. He's a really mm-hmm. fun character. And I think if it was something else, he would do a really good job. But the script and the director didn't know what they wanted. What they wanted was the first movie, but they were trying to do it just different enough. So it's not a direct remake. Mm-hmm. It was still a direct remake. It was still a direct <laughs> remake, except with penguins. <laughs> oh, yeah. good Lord. I- so where are we? We keep bouncing back and forth. <laughs> are we ready for penguins? Oh, goodness. I don't know. Should we complain a bit more about the script? Because I feel like I have complaints. <laughs> oh, I have tons of complaints. <sighs> okay, so I'll start. So the question is, what the heck was up with the script? And obviously, we're tearing it apart as it is. The one thing I, I'll, I'll give it this one positive. It does pass the Beckdale test. It was very obvious, but they did it because uh, Chae Soo Bin's character is stealing jewelry from Han Hyo Ju's uh, captain's quarters. 
and they just they're talking about the jewelry and Han Hyoju actually says oh you can have some and then like smacks her on the shoulder and then some rings fall onto the floor and she's like oh that's okay I understand we're both thieves and she smacks her shoulder again and more things fall on the floor and that was probably the best piece of writing in the whole script I don't know I like <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that did make me laugh is when Quingsu, I don't even know what his name was in this oh. pirate Quingsu, where he's all like, so if you want me to tell you how to get here, I want to be the pirate king. So they had to make him the pirate king. And that was kind of funny. That made me giggle because he was like decked out in the most over the top pirate king outfit. <laughs> and so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. That was slightly amusing. I did find that slightly amusing. And he was like, so upset that no one listens to him for obvious reasons but i i struggled because they decide that quang su is going to captain this ship so now they've sent han haiju down into the galley to fix food and apparently she can't cook <laughs> So I understand that they're trying to reinforce the fact that she is a soldier and not a chef, but they keep pulling the stupid, um, what's it called? Kim Gimbap that she's trying to make with mm -hmm. raw fish, bleeding, oozing bleh, raw yeah. fish. And um, it's, it was too much. The first time it was funny. The second and third time, I was like, oh my gosh, are we done with this? So, yeah. but that's I, how Kong Han Nul was able to pr prove that he loved her because he ate it anyway. That's just stupid, though. No one yes, should it get, is. like food poisoning for love. Yeah, let's not die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, and then one of my biggest issues with this script was that the laws of physics at all did what not laws? exist yeah like we're gonna talk about it later but oh my freaking word the whale <laughs> i oh and it doesn't make sense like their adventure doesn't make sense like the whole there's all of these clues but the clues are so like vague that it's really hard to even like follow where they're getting their like journey from it yeah, just sucks. So the setup much. and the payoff totally was ignored. Mm. You gotta have the the understanding of what they're chasing in order to appreciate the journey and their accomplishments, and that was definitely missing. Like Dora the Explorer had a better journey to a pirate booty than <laughs> these guys did. Oh, so my bad! Gosh. A clue, a clue. <laughs> Please give them um, a clue. Speaking of clues, let's talk about penguins and Quang Su. Did we hit an all new stupid for this movie? Oh, yes, we did. We did. We really, 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 really did. We've got like Goonie style hidden pirate ships with penguins on it. And not just any penguins, but fighting penguins. Because what other kind is there? And they, of course have to interact with our resident clown quang su because this poor guy uh, he has got to be like covered in scars and things for the stupid stuff that people make him do but it's his job so i guess he i mean pays the bills right. um but i just 
I was like, are we done yet? Where he's like, like fondling the penguin like a baby. I'm yeah. like, why is this penguin like being carried about? Oh, because <laughs> it had like swallowed a little a, baby. It had swallowed the gold bar. Uh, but still. So he like, was petting but, its tummy because he wanted that gold bar. That was just dumb. I Yeah, stab it. You're a pirate. Stab it. <laughs> cut it out. I don't think he was a pirate or a bandit. I think he was just comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but still, like, it, they just went too far. <sighs> too they did. far. I cannot look at penguins in movies the same way ever again. It was horrible. <laughs> Although, where Chase Ubin, where he's about to get beheaded for, like, the fifth time, he's like, <laughs> I've never held the hand of a woman in Chebusin, like, puts her hand in his. <laughs> he's like, ah! <laughs> what's this? <laughs> oh, yeah, he that was, was awesome. screaming. I know that was awesome though. That was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor man negated. She was giving him his last wish and he didn't want it. (laughs) That's not what he thought it was. (laughs) So did we like anything about the the second movie? I liked quite a few of the instrumental in the background. They Mm -hmm. had a really great instrumental oomph songs going on when they were fighting the fighting was subpar but the songs were superb and i really liked all the music so i was actually thinking they were poor knockoffs of the pirates of the caribbean soundtrack but it's a good soundtrack to (laughs) knock off of so i was actually struck by the cinematography like there would be gorgeous shots in the most random places like when the bad guys were plotting and they were in this tent up on a mountainside and there was a shot where the either side of them was on the frame and looking out in the distance you could see this gorgeous sunset i'm like oh that's really pretty and they had quite a few like that because like our pirates end up underwater in a finding nemo kind of copy and it's and that actually was kind of cool some of it that was cool i liked that one where they had had to swim with the things with the jellyfish thingies yeah Yeah. i love that you guys are deep thinkers and you're (laughs) all about the music and the cinematography i appreciated that little exo boy Sihan was quiet and brooding and pretty and hot eye candy <laughs> and quiet and quiet, <laughs> very I, quiet. And I, and I liked that, that he didn't speak and it was just, it, it, that was my favorite part. Oh, that, hold up that. And I adored Chase Subin. Mm-hmm. She was constantly just every scene she was in she was like glowing and so cute and it was just it was fun to watch her and her little crush on our silent idol and then when he returned it like that was a cute little love line that was a cute little love line so i'm also going to say that i really enjoyed seeing kim sung oh back on my tv screen oh i love him like, even with his, like, scruff and the bad hair, he's still hot. And he has the most gorgeous so eyes. Hot. And so hot. K-Drama Land does not utilize him the way he should be utilized. Because he should be in a lot more projects than he is. And they're stupid for not seeing how epically hot he is. 100% he, agree. You know, I noticed him first in The Man from Nowhere. Yeah. Okay. And he's and- such a good bad guy. Oh, and then I saw him 
and Secret Garden. And I was like, is this the same guy? He has got some major abilities to like switch gears from brooding villain to cheesy assistant who trips over his own feet. I love him. I love him. I love him. And, when and he's, he's my age. Him. Yeah. And if he wasn't married, I would, we would totally be together. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have one wish for the next year, I would wish that he would get in on this whole Netflix crime drama wave where they're yes. really getting more mm-hmm. actor actors and not just the pretty boys, because he would be superb in some of these roles, in my opinion. I want him to so, be a bad guy. I love when he's a bad guy. Yeah. If anyone has never watched it and doesn't mind violence, because it's definitely violent, Man from Nowhere is amazing. So I know that's not the movie we're discussing, but that's when every drama fan should watch if they like movies. Yes, I agree. Ma'am. I, I'm hearing this. I am hearing it directly. You haven't watched it? Uh-uh. <gasps> yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. Good. I know, I know, I know. That's that, basic viewing. And every time <laughs> I watch say that about it, everything. I'm, every time I watch it, I'm always so sad that that lead actor doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, he was so good. So, uh, anywho, <sighs> now on to more complaints about the pirates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we've already ca- yeah, uh, covered this. I agree. So we'll jump to Sealkida. So let's talk about the love lines and did the romance work? Well, the romance between our main characters, as I would like to say, what romance did not work for me. It was not believable. They had zero chemistry, but I loved the little love line with Chase Subin and Seahun. And I felt like it was very, um, A, he's an idol. So I was spending the whole time going, what are they going to do with him? How are they going to handle this? Because the fans, <laughs> what about the fans? How are they going to do this? And I felt like they did it very well. But that main couple love line, I, it was not as good as the first movie. And I think they tried way too hard because they kept like at various moments throwing it at us but not doing anything with it. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's a moment to pretend like we like each other. Ah. (laughs) Yeah. Quang Sue and the penguin had more chemistry. (laughs) Let's just say that there. (laughs) And better skinship. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, So I would say, Cause like in the first movie, like I said, they didn't push the romance because like he obviously had a crush on the pirate captain and she was still learning to trust him even up until the very end. And they kind of had an uneasy working relationship that was morphing into more of a working relationship. And so that one as a romance, you know, I could see it progressing. I could see him earning her trust and them eventually coming together. But like you said, in the second one, no, no, there was no basis for it whatsoever. They had that kiss at the end and I was just like, where did that come from? Why would you do that? There was no reason for that. So when Quang Su is the voice of reason, like what, when did this happen? You know, it's <laughs> bad. You <Exactly>. know it. <laughs> so talking about bad, there were wells in both movies. Why did one work and one didn't? Well, 
one, whales don't shoot people out of their holes into the air on onto pirate ships. I'm just saying that's not how it works. Right. The second movie that made me so upset. I'm like, I would have been okay with, okay, they have to cut their way out or, oh, he vomits them out because they taste bad, whatever. But you can't shoot them out of a blowhole. That is ridiculous (laughs) and stupid. And then they shoot the little horn that had the map on it after shooting both of the people out. It was stupid. (sighs) Rant over. (laughs) Don't mess with KMUs and her whale physics. Just don't do it. It was so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) Unless we're in a Looney Tunes episode, that doesn't work, especially for a real life human being movie. Well, maybe we were in a Looney Tunes episode and we just didn't realize it. (laughs) Now Looney Tunes has better writing. Anyway, but the reason the whales worked in the first movie is because we got a full story with them because we saw that Sonia Jin saved the mama whale when they were both much younger. You know, she had that moment of connection when she was under the water after she'd been kicked on off her ship. Just all of that. They actually built it into a story. It wasn't just a prop. Yeah, I I agree with you. I felt like the whale in the second was just trying to tie into the whale in the first. Mm-hmm. It it was very random and yeah, it didn't work for me. Honestly, I'd forgotten there was a whale in the second one. So if that tells you anything, that should. <laughs> um, I only it, wrote that in because I was so annoyed. I was I, so annoyed. Y'all, I, I mean, I was I was on the text last night just tearing it up. <laughs> I was I was angry about all of this. I, I just I could not get through this. I even tried to stop and y'all told me no. <laughs> well, you had to finish for today. <laughs> we must suffer so. together. Yes, thank you, Amber. <laughs> it, it's our suffering that bonds us. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, um, Miata Mama even asked in our uh, our thread, she's like, so was it good, Amber? And I'm like, I'll DM you because I knew if I like went off in the main thread, you guys would try to back out. And I was like, oh no, I did not suffer that for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) The things we do for this podcast. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about historical context. Does it help or not with these movies? And obviously, as I ranted about before, I mean, uh, explained before, it definitely helps my understanding of the first one. And the second one was so all over the place. It did not matter. Well, the problem with the second one is they didn't even have the context right because supposedly those were the heads of all of the um, the, the leaders. Yeah, and those were the the kings and everything that came after. And then there was the one that was the general of the other one that protected Gorio or um, from the Josian everything. And I'm like that wouldn't be possible because one there's still those kings are still the ones running the country right now and their heads are not up on pikes on some magical island like that doesn't make sense whatsoever and it's kind of stupid i felt like the historical context made more sense with the first one yeah um like i understood after watching um enough 
well, let's be honest. After watching Faith, I completely understood what it meant when um, someone has the seal and the mm-hmm. seal is the symbol of power. So uh, that totally tied in for me. But everything was so all over the place with the second one that historical context meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Not at all, even a little bit. Like, it's like, this this is stupid, <laughs> you know? They Once were just again, after treasure. I mean, yes, that's what pirates do, but like there was no real historical significance to the treasure they were after. It was a wild goose chase. Yeah. It was a total wild goose chase. And I I do have questions about the gold bars that seemed very modernish. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, whatever, whatever. It wasn't a wild goose chase, it was a wild penguin chase. Right, right. Yes, that's why there were penguins. Now that there, that's the context we needed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my word, this show sucks so bad. (laughs) Are we ready to talk about our favorite characters? Yes. Yes, please. Out of the both movies, who were our favorite characters? Um, I'm just gonna tell you that Sonia Jin was mine. She had her own story arc. She was just absolutely amazing with her stunts. And I love her. Like we could be besties. Just, I think she's amazing. And she's engaged to Hyun Bin. And I mean, the woman does not mess around and pick things that are going to make her do stuff like have a penguin poop on her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I definitely loved Kim Nam Gil for obvious reasons. He's so talented and he just has that charisma that sucks you into the story, even when it's crazy. And I really missed him in the second movie. So okay, so my favorite. Of course it was. That's the whole reason you told me to watch the first time I watched it. You're like, you have to get to know Kim Nam Gil. Well, I also, I will say I liked uh, Yu Hei Jin in this, the first one. He was the pirate or the bandit dash You're pirate. stealing mine. Okay, Stop never it. mind. Go, go. I <laughs> thought he was going to be ignored. And I'm like, you can't ignore him. He was so funny. <laughs> he was hilarious. Yeah. So Yu Hei Jin, who was the pirate turned bandit because he was the seasick pirate. And so he's like, I'll be a bandit. And then he ends up on the sea again. But just the, yeah, he handled the whole, I'm trying to inform you guys. I'm trying to help you. So do you know what you're getting into and getting completely ignored? And then he had to choose between captains and it just, his role was hilarious and I loved him. Yeah. So many great characters and, and notice how all of them are in the first movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes, most definitely. Which comes to the end. Would we recommend specifically the second movie? No. <laughs> so much no it's probably one of the worst movies i've ever watched that's an asian movie agreed do not watch this if you watched it and liked it more power to you you're seeing something i did not see this was just a hot mess from beginning to end i will tell you that if you are a fan of exo fast forward to all of Hun's parts Mm-hmm. as he broods looks gorgeous and saves the world and, shoots and arrows. then pass on 
because it's a big fat no, except he was adorable. Yep. Him and Chase been. All right. So thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about the episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or through our Patreon page. And again, if there's like movies that you think we need to review, we would love some recommendations. Uh, we have a lot of fun like searching out films that we can watch and kind of discuss because we there's just so much out there now. So if there's something that you're really, really wanting people to talk about, let us know. Maybe it'll come up on an upcoming episode. So obviously we'll watch just about anything, whether or not we like it. <laughs> True. All right. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>